Do you feel stuck on the NHS hamster wheel? Always running and never really achieving what you want to in your rehab. Always short on time and struggling to fit it all in. Join me as we discuss all things rehabilitation, personal and professional development with just a sprinkling of complexity science. Welcome to Emerging Rehab. Good morning. You are with me in the car this morning. Um, I am on my way over um, to one of our community bases and um, I thought I would jump on here and record this because it's really poignant to what I want to say today. So welcome to Emerging Rehab. I am Amanda Rutter and today I want to take you a bit deeper into um, my backstory around working in the community so there's a lot of within within the the physiotherapy profession I have experienced over the last however many years I've worked in the community well I've worked in the community since before my daughter was born and she's 11 so I've been in the community for a long time and I've seen the changes um, that the NHS has gone through within the community and I've also experienced the a number of things within the community that I think are worth discussing because they're not always things that people are are open about so there's oh, during my career so I I step I started off in the community when I stepped in to cover somebody's maternity leave and at the time I was, I mean, to be fair, I, I had some injuries, which I have had a, a dodgy hip for quite a long time. And um, I was really struggling um, on my feet all day in an MSK setting. And so I I helped out in the community and it was, it was better for me because although I was driving around, I was able to manage that and that, that helped the service as well. So... I went out into the community and I started my practice in the community and then I worked in falls and then I swapped and moved into intermediate care, integrated services and then since then I've worked in in A&E as a front door um, prevention of admission service, I've worked in the community in a reablement team, I've worked as a community um, physiotherapist in rehabilitation, um, in long-term conditions management, in chronic conditions management, which is the same thing, but different, slightly different job. And I've worked in um, a, in leading community teams. So I've seen the community from a huge number of different angles, and I've I've heard from people I work with, colleagues support workers, um, registered staff, and now my, t- and you know, the teams that I've worked with over time, about the problems that, that come with working in the community and that are very, very, very specific to working in the community. So when I started, it wasn't such an issue. I was based in a department and I my, my work was from a department and I went out to the community and I came back to the department and I had people around me that I could discuss things with. So we 
as a profession have you know sort of evolved we when I started work we started as junior physiotherapists and a lot of the emphasis was around when how we were having our training delivered our you know having the in-service training you know journal clubs sitting down with other people being given information um having time for um one-to-ones clinical supervision um time to do reflective practice with with the senior clinicians and to develop our knowledge and skills through through those kind of ways of training so when you step out into the community to start with i was absolutely fine because i was still around and they're still able to access all those things and and i was still around other professionals for for that um less formal support but i've worked in a number of areas where i've been entirely on my own i've been part of reenactment teams where i am the only physiotherapist i have been um part of teams where um professional development has been something that is only delivered as a as an mdt with very little emphasis on on the physiotherapy part and i think that over time you know it does make you question i think i said so i said that in the last podcast that there came a point in my career where um i started to think oh my god i'm so general i i've become such a generalist that i don't feel that any of my skills are i didn't feel like a clinical specialist at all i didn't feel like i had a specialty and that was a really hard place to be so yeah i know that um a number of staff feel the same i know that there are big proportions of the workforce who work you know outside of traditional hospitals and outside of of traditional settings outside of teams you know maybe you're working on your own in private practice maybe you are you've set your own business up but a lot of people are now no longer working in these environments oh it's just started pouring with rain well i am in west wales so i should expect this so i really hope you can hear me still so anyway as i progressed through my career i ended up working um in a very uh, rural area where i was the only physiotherapist and i could go weeks without seeing another physio or speaking to another physio and i accessed in service training and i accessed you know their sort of formal training plan but what that left me feeling was very isolated and it left me feeling very vulnerable as a professional and i think what we've done as a as a as a profession and i and i don't know whether this is the same for other professions but we very much place the value on formal training formal supervision formal in service formal sitting down in a room and being face to face with somebody formal learning opportunities where we have the opportunity to be go through a powerpoint presentation and and fill in something at the end to say how good the training was but what actually is is valuable are those passing conversations is the that 5 minutes with somebody to discuss something that you're struggling with 
it is the the ability to have those daily communications with somebody and it is the ability to have that connection with other professionals who are working within the same space as you so you know I, over that time I did have this you know I did sort of hit this this wall really of feeling you know this isn't sustainable for me I I don't feel like I am a skilled professional I don't feel like I'm I'm valued I didn't value what I was doing when certainly I think the people I was working with valued it but I in myself have this feeling of you know I'm not really sure what I'm doing you know with my career am, am, am I as valuable as somebody who's a specialist physiotherapist and working in a hospital and it was this real point of learning where I, I just felt really isolated and vulnerable and alone and I didn't know what I was what I was doing with my career and I think I said last time I was on you know I was I was doing some work outside at the time and I did have connections because obviously I was I was building a business outside with, a, with another physiotherapist but I didn't have that day-to-day interaction about my caseload and I didn't have that day-to-day connectivity with another you know living breathing person um, to learn from and, and I felt that I was missing out on learning opportunities of just overhearing you know when you work in in outpatients and you just overhear how somebody else explains something or somebody shows somebody an exercise and you think damn that's good I'm putting that in my tool bag you know what I'm talking about we've all done it you know I, I have a very vivid recollection of when I was working in MSK and, a, and a, an Australian local came to work with us and he was explaining thoracic um, exercises as the cat the dog and the elephant and they were weight bearing through the upper limb so they included the shoulder and you know they were brilliant and I've nicked them ever since and they've worked for so many people um, and you know my MSK expertise you know are not at, at the level of, of some of you guys who are you know, the, the gurus of MSK and out there on Twitter and the sports videos and the sports therapists and the people who are, are able to discuss MSK at that level. But I don't think that that should undervalue my expertise in what I specialise in. And, and I think that's sort of as we've progressed as a profession, and it's not just physiotherapy, it is the whole health service. We have placed value on specialism. We have placed value on bits of the body and becoming a specialist in a specific area. You know, we, we specialise in neurology, you know, even our old-fashioned junior rotations and still our, I don't know so much now, but our student education was was actually delivered around, you know, sort of different areas of the body, musculoskeletal, neurology, respiratory. We're talking in body systems. And medicine very much is still designed like that. You know, we, we go to see a neurologist, we go to see a cardiologist, we go to see, um, you know, an orthopaedic surgeon. We, we, and I think that it's sort of almost like we've got the, we've got the generalists within the medical profession, we've got the, the GPs, we've 
got the aged care consultants. We've got we've got people that specialise across the whole of a body, and people that have these skills. And in physiotherapy, and in and in physiotherapy, I am very much an advocate for having these advanced, holistic um, clinical skills that that encompass the whole body. So. I think bringing that back to the community and what I wanted to say was that people who are working in the community um, and especially in rural areas where there isn't necessarily um, a hospital close by or a specialist around the corner, they have to be able to turn their hand to any problem that they come up against. They have to be a solution provider and a problem solver for all problems that are handed to them when they get out to see the person that, they, that they're serving, the, the, the patient, the client, whatever you want to call them, whatever they're called in your sphere of work. If we specialise so much we have that depth of knowledge that I talked about in the last episode. We have an amazing depth of knowledge. We might know absolutely all that there is to know about neurology, but we may not know anything about, you know, orthopedics, or we might not know anything about the heart or the respiratory system. And I just don't think that in the future of the NHS, that is sustainable for us as a profession. And it certainly is not sustainable for community-based rehabilitation professionals. So the community is an incredibly um, challenging place to work. And I think the other part of, of what I wanted to say today is that we are often, I don't know whether this is is still true um, and that people still think this, but this is definitely the stigma that I have felt a lot at different points throughout my career, is that I'm only a community physiotherapist. I'm just a community physiotherapist and the, the, attitude placed on that or the stigma placed on that is that the community is where you go to work if you can't cut it as a specialist there we are i've said it the community is where you go to work if you're not quite up to scratch and you can't be a specialist specialist that the community is easy that the community is just walking old people and delivering frames. And I am here to bust that myth right now. I am working towards becoming an advanced practitioner in the community. My advanced practice means that I'm working closely with general practitioners, the 
frailty nurses, the consultants in aged care, the neurologists, the orthopedic consultants, the cardiologists, the clinical nurse specialists across um, respiratory, heart failure, Parkinson's. Um, I am working with the practice nurses in managing diabetes. I am working across so many different areas where I have a breadth of knowledge across these subject areas, but also a depth of knowledge where I am working towards advanced practice, so expert practice, where I can actually tie all these things together. And that I am looking at the whole person and their problems. And do you know what? It's not even just health. My specialty is also looking at the person in the context of their life, and that includes function, social, social care, their whole life, their activities, how socially active that they are, how they're accessing um, their money, how they're accessing their medication in the community, what support is wrapped around them, what the carers get. And these are all skills that I don't expect a specialist to have, but I am here and I'm going to be loud and proud about these community skills that I think the profession is moving towards more and more of us needing and the NHS is moving towards more and more of us having to have in order to shift the profession and shift the NHS into primary and community care. So that's the direction of travel. We've got we've got advanced practitioners in GP practices as the first um, point of contact. But these guys are going to have to have general skills across a number of things in it, you know, in order to screen out. Um, and they do these these um, practitioners have these these expert and advanced skills in order to make sure that our, the people coming to see us are safe and well cared for and we don't miss anything, sure. And in the community, what I'm saying to you is that I'm absolutely passionately driven to, set, to, to, to telling the world that our community staff, our community rehabilitation, you know, we're not just the jack of all trades, master of none. We are masters of our trade because we can put our hands to anything. And it isn't easy work, and it isn't simple, and it isn't devalued because it isn't a specialty. So, that's my two pence worth for today. I, I'm really interested in what you guys might have to say about this. Um, if anybody has experienced this, has anyone experienced this kind of um, isolation? Have you experienced feeling that you just, you know, you're working on your own and you haven't got anybody to, to talk to, you're working on your own and you don't feel that you can access, you know, your CPD, you're working on your own or even in a team, but you just don't feel like that you have this um, training available because we're moving away from sort of having the the NA, you know, we know that there's less and less money and there's less and less resource and there's more and more scarcity. And 
we are having to move away from traditional models of how we deliver education and much more towards people, you know, accessing this education in, in very different formats. And I'm interested to know how you access your, how you're, how you're getting your, your CPD time, how you get your training, how you get your supervision. Because I very much use the car for my supervision and training time with staff. You know, I might, you know, if we've got joint visits, you're going to be in the car with me and we're going to be talking about our, our caseload and we're going to be problem solving it. And we're, we're not going to be talking about, you know, what happened on Love Island last night. That isn't what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be using the opportunity as we're driving there to discuss these things, to problem solve, to clinically reason, to do some teaching, to have a more informal discussion and, and, and learning. But if you're not in that situation where you've got a me in the car with you, how are you accessing that learning? I'm, I'm really interested to, to, to hear your views on this, to hear how, how different people are doing these things. Um, do, you, do you listen to podcasts? Do you find that, you know, because I find that that's a really useful way for me to learn, but I don't, you know, necessarily think that there's enough podcasts out there that exist for rehabilitation and, you know, sort of these sort of integrated type roles. So I'm interested to know how you access your learning or if you just feel like you're not really getting what you need. So, yeah, let me know. You can um, message us over at Emerging Rehab on Instagram. Um, really interested to hear your feelings on this, guys. And I've got to go now because I'm literally at my destination and I've got people to see and things to do and staff to train and patients to triage. So I will say bye-bye for now. And, yeah, drop me a message and let me know what you thought of today's episode. Okay, bye. If you've enjoyed listening today, then please pop over to Instagram and find us at Emerging Rehab and let us know. We would be delighted to hear from you and we will see you again soon. Bye bye.